This episode is brought to you by The Secret Garden, starring Sierra Boggess. Now playing through March 26th at the Amundsen Theater in Los Angeles. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to our very special Lucy Simon celebration. This is episode two, The Making of the Secret Garden, part one. We are thrilled to welcome back Grammy-winning composer Lucy Simon, along with Pulitzer Prize-winning playwright, screenwriter, and novelist Marsha Norman, and our host, acclaimed director-choreographer Warren Carlyle. We'll also be joined by the extraordinary Sierra Bagus, currently starring in Warren Carlyle's upcoming reimagined production of The Secret Garden, set to open at the Amundsen Theater in February 2023. Let's begin. Hi, welcome to The Secret Garden. This is our crazy streaming event. I'm glad you're all here. I'm Warren Carlyle, director and choreographer. Um, I'm so happy to be here. Um, I'm here with amazing Marsha Norman and Lucy Simon, the creators of The Secret Garden. And you guys, I can't wait to ask you questions. All the questions I never asked during rehearsal, all the questions I never asked during casting, all the questions we never had time for because we were busily in 21 days kind of making this crazy workshop. So I wrote some stuff down, so here we go. Oh, for sure. Um, Can we ask you some questions too? Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure, <laughs> sure. It's a two-way street. It's a completely open collaboration. Great, so great. Anything you ever wanted to know, you got it. You got it. For me, I actually wanted to start at the beginning. I wanted to ask you both, how did your journey with Secret Garden begin? You know, first time with the original production and then we'll jump forward to this production like how did how did you how did you come together like how did that how did it start i think marcia started it right <laughs> well heidi ettinger <laughs> who was the first producer of the secret garden uh, and i had just had um our our children uh, some of hers and one of mine and um and we she, we were on the phone and we decided that even though we lived a, a, a block apart, that we weren't going to see each other unless we were working on a project. So she, she had done the set for Night Mother and we were great pals. So she said, well, I've been thinking about doing a musical of The Secret Garden. Do you know The Secret Garden? And I went like, no. And she said, and I said, but I'll do it, whatever, I'll do the secret garden. And then I began, and of course I read the secret garden and then we talked and then we discovered that there, you know, there was a world of people who um, loved the secret garden and swore whenever you said it, they would go like, oh, that was the secret garden um, pledge. I, um, that was my favorite book from my childhood. 
And so then we went looking for a composer. And um, of course, we, we asked Lucy, we asked several other people, and Lucy just took the cake. She wrote a, um, a, a song to a lyric that I had done, and it, it just knocked us out. And we said, please, Lucy, join us. And from then on, we began to work for you know a year or so till we got to the first workshop, which was up at uh, Saratoga. And from then on, um, that's been kind of the process, work, workshop, musical, work, workshop, musical, work, workshop, you know, and then we arrived on Broadway and we we're very happy. And Lucy, what's, what's your memory oh, of joining the, joining the team? Well, I, I knew the secret garden. I loved it. I read it when I was a child. I read it to my kids. It's just an absolute dream of a book. So I hopped in eagerly and I read Marsha's script, which was wonderful. And I decided to, to, try my musical skill with, with one of her lyrics. And it was, I heard someone crying and I felt I could do that because it, it felt very Yorkshire. It felt, it came out of the earth. And, I, and that's what most of the Yorkshire music did. So it had, it was just very easy to, to write it. And Marsha's lyrics, as, as I look at it, you know, from afar, from having written so many lyrics and uh, songs since then, are so honest, so emotionally deep that it just, it's so easy to write with her. And it's, it's a blessing. Thank you, Marsha. Uh, you, Lizzie. Is that, how you, is that how you do it? Is it because chicken and egg is always such an interesting <laughs> question for writers, you know, does Marsha, Marsha does the lyric first and then Lucy, you found the melody for it. Was that how Secret Garden um, happened? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. What, what, our, what our general rule was, was that if it was a basically emotional song, Lucy would first divine what the melody or the essence of the music was. And But if it was a song where someone was trying to make a big point, um, hold on, or one of those kind of songs, then I would write the, the lyric first. And I wouldn't write it all the way. I would write just the first Mm, third, and then Lucy would get to work and find the B section and the C section and etc. The topic of, of the secret garden of the conflict of the indoors and the outdoors and the search for home. These are all things that that are are are, are intricate to the way that Lucy and I live as humans. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I'm always teaching if it's not a search for home, it's not a musical. And it's not, I mean, and that that's really what um, yeah. The garden is for almost everyone in it, and everybody's looking for home. So, yeah. um, it's, and, and um, us creating it too, right? Yes. I mean, us creating it. We talked about it when we were in the workshop, and so often I said, "This rehearsal room is my home. This is this is my place. This is where I'm happiest. This is where I'm most comfortable. This is where I'm, I'm truly the closest to my real self." And it's really interesting that that I don't think we, the three of us, haven't spoken about that as a theme but it's just naturally present in what you've created. So now jump ahead, jump ahead, and now talk about this production, this particular production that the three of us are doing with Jerry Goering. So how did that, how did that come about? Well, um, Lucy, do you mind if I go first? I'm please just, do, oh, please do. Um, <laughs> um, well, so well. <laughs> we, we were aware that across the country, the, the piece was perceived to be 20 minutes too long. <clears throat> and and so a lot of people, a lot of people against our wishes, but without asking us, were doing things to the score and that we didn't like. And so we decided rather than have them 
all arrested <laughs> that, we, we, that we would find a way to cut the show to 20 minutes, 20 minutes shorter. And we, we were looking at different ways of doing that. And we finally found you, Warren Carlyle, who found the, the genius way of doing it, which was to eliminate all the musical transitions, all the scenery, all the, all the things that the audience has to sit and wait for. Let's right. wait while the music plays and the sofa comes in. I mean, gotcha. duh, who needs to do that? So, and I had, I, I had seen the production that had done in, um, in um, where, the, where it had um, elevators and so things could come up from down below. And that was, that was better, but still not 20 minutes. And so we needed you to help, <laughs> us, help us make a, a beautiful, lyrical, nonstop show. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's funny. I didn't do anything <clears throat> that was not on the page. There was nothing extra. That was my mission with this, was to really focus it, really focus it on story and really tell it from, from Mary's point of view, to really look up, yeah. to really look up at the show. That, that If I had a camera, the POV would be absolutely from Mary's POV. Um, and my, my journey is I just hounded Jerry. I knew Jerry had it, and I kept calling and calling and calling and calling until finally he just had to give in and hire me. So I knew I knew I loved it. I knew I loved it. I knew I wanted to do it. I was desperate to do it. I was desperate to be in the room with you, Marsha, and desperate to be with you, Lucy. I'd been a fan of the show forever and ever and ever, and I and I knew I knew how to tell the story. I knew I knew how to do it, and well, Jerry finally gave in. I think the thing that you that you did that was so brilliant, Warren, is that you made it flow. It flows musically, flows with, with scenery, even though we hadn't even seen scenery. But just it just it just feels like it's of a piece. It feels like it dances. It just it just doesn't stop. It's great, and it just, yeah, it's just been such a thrill to work with you. Now, Warren, I want to ask you a question. Why did you love yeah. the musical? Why did you want to do it? Oh, because, because I had a scalpel and I had something airborne because I had real, real intelligence and real emotion. <laughs> and there are, so few, there are so few pieces that have both of those elements. Mm -hmm. And I'm such an emotional creator that I knew I could deliver that. I knew I could match the emotion of the music with the movement or the way it sweeps. And I was noticed really, that you've done that. <laughs> uh, and I was really eager as a director to live up to what Marsha has written. So I have this kind of like, I'm going to be a great director and I'm going to focus on the story and I'm going to make sure this family is understood. I'm going to make sure this little girl finds her home. And I'm also going to open my heart and allow myself to feel the emotion of come spirit, come charm, or any of those kind of wonderful things that we all managed to just we managed to get airborne by some miracle. It, well, it, it isn't quite a miracle. It's you. It's your, the day that Lucy and I first saw Come Spirit, Come Charm, we, near, we were holding on to each other not to faint at, at the beauty of it <laughs> and, and the true magical spirit of deep healing, which is, you know, this, this is a, it's a real miracle what we see. And it yeah. was waiting to have someone call it forth. And that was you. Wow. And so that the book asks for a miracle. What what we had what other people had tried to do was like a magical thing. But it's 
it's not magical. It's spiritual. It's like standing. Yeah, right. It's like that yeah. moment in Heidi. Do you know where Heidi asks her, do you know the movie Heidi? You can cut this yes. out later. Right. The movie Heidi is, is based on a spiritual <laughs> healing where yeah. by taking care of this young girl, she's finally able to stand up. And I want to, I mean, in that same vein, then, when you think about when you think about the secret garden, what what is it about the material that makes it perfect to adapt into a musical? You know, was it just was it just those elements, the element of hope, the element of family, the element of magic? You could it sang easily, it speaks easily, the characters are strong and well defined. Did it just did it just well, it, easily it, you know, happen? It, it's it's also beautifully the conflict of two worlds, which is that's yeah. what Jerry Lawrence told me. All musicals have to be about the conflict of two worlds. So it's, it's both the conflict of the in, indoors and the outdoors. Okay. And it's the conflict between the, the people of the moor and the people of the house. So that, that Mary coming into this split world, you know, mm. there's living in the dead, there's the, you know, it's just this series of, of um, worlds in conflict and um, I'm so happy that you were able to make the spirit world be another aspect of the actual world, not a separate place. And it and so they didn't have to all hang together. They they could they could do the miraculous things that you did with dance, with airborneness. You you know you connected it to oh I see. Well, spirits can fly. Spirits can do spirits can do whatever they want. And that that made it them a more um, acceptable and beautiful mm. element rather than stage, you know, stayed people, dead yeah. people in Indian costumes. I mean, do you know what I mean? Which is what yeah. a lot of it is a moment. Done. There's that moment where they're actually the wind on the moor, right? There's that beautiful, it gives me goosebumps and I have them in a diagonal line and they're just literally the wind. It's just the sound of the wind. And I liked the theatricality of that too and the freedom. They could just appear and disappear and appear and disappear. And I think that's a reason to adapt it into a musical is there's actually it improves the telling, the theatricality of what you've yeah. written improves <laughs> upon the original material. Oh, well, the other thing that I have to say, and, and if ever I'm looking for something to adapt, it has to sing. I have to be able to find the voices of the characters. And that is, is such a pleasure to find. And if I can't find them, uh, and I know I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah, but every single one of those characters sings. I mean, that's that's interesting too. When you were when you were creating it, were there were there things that happened really easily, and were there things that were very difficult to create? And it took you a lot of goes, or it took a lot of figuring out. I'd be curious about what were the easiest things, and what were the most difficult things. Well, I know me, that I the most difficult was the robin. Is <laughs> what the dang robin. <laughs> the robin, you know, the robin that guards the garden. The, the robin. robin, oh God, that was hard, right? <laughs> robin, a, this is like it's not a spirit or human; it's a bird. And and um, it, I think in film, I haven't seen any of the Secret Garden films, but I imagine that they do a better job with the robin. But I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, I, found the I found the character most difficult to find the voice of was was Craven. That's interesting. And did you have a couple of goes at certain things? Was the, yeah. you know, was the one song that you did eight versions of, or was the one moment that you just struggled with finding the right voice for? Well, I think we wrote four or five songs for him. 
Mm-hmm. And we, we came back to the original one we wrote was, if he should disappear, but start again. Yeah. Yeah. Wish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so interesting. It's so interesting. I'm always so curious about what, what's easy and what's difficult about things. Because, of course, every single thing you write has a different answer, right? right. Every reproduction is going to have a different answer to that. Um, this, is a, this is a silly question, but how many, because Secret Garden is such a beloved property and a beloved show, have you both seen thousands of productions? How, how many have you seen? Or- I can't count how many I've seen. I just, you know, high school kids call me up and say, will you come? Of course I'll come <laughs> and talk to them. So I just, We've I just. divided our partnership in that way. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't. Wow. All right. Lucy is so loved. You know, those, those people come up to her all the time and say, I learned to sing on, et cetera, a song of Lucy's. And, and so it, um, they don't need to see me. They need to see Lucy because the, the, the magic of the piece is in the music. Sierra Bagas describes her first impressions of Lucy Simon. Nobody writes music like Lucy Simon. I feel like she writes completely from the heart. And when I've talked to her about music, she does. She talks about, she doesn't read it. She writes from feeling. From So the way that she writes is the way that I love to sing. Um, Secret Garden was one of the first cast recordings that I ever owned. I wore out the, well, the cassette tape first, and then I wore out the CD till it started skipping. So when we met, it was just, it was for me meeting a goddess <laughs> to, to meet Lucy and to work with her. And when you work with Lucy, you, you know that you're working with somebody who understands music on a visceral level. And she and I connected immediately, um, especially with Lily. She is Lily. She is this ethereal goddess incredible human that um, makes you want to be better just being around her. You want to be better and you want to sing better and you want to make music better and love and she's just she's just pure love. She's pure love so it's like heaven being around her and to work with her and to sing her her music. I feel I feel such gratitude that we've been able to give the world this piece. I mean, it's just, Marsha, it's you and me that did it. And it's yeah. just, it makes me so happy that we were able to do it. I, I, on opening night, you know, and who, who knew anything it was my first venture out into the theater world. And I said to Marsha, you know, this has been such a gift for us to work on this. And now we're giving the gift out to the world. And I felt that way. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, one of the things, one of the things that I always ask myself when I sign on is just that dreaded red carpet question of like a microphone and, hey, Warren, why the secret garden? Why now? And then you know, the why now is a really interesting question. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to, to jump to the red carpet and ask you both that question. You know, why are we doing the secret garden and why now? Or why would we want to do the secret garden on Broadway and, and, and why now? Why is now a, a good time for this particular story and this particular production? One of the things that I, when I read the secret garden initially and I thought, why? Why are all these people saluting the secret garden? And what it, is it in the piece that has kept it alive this long, mother to daughter to mother to daughter to mother to daughter. And I I finally realized that Secret Garden was the promise that, or it was a demonstration of the promise that even if you are abandoned, lost, um, um, uh, and find yourself completely alone, as Mary does in the story, you can find a home. You can be loved. You can find new friends, a new world, you, you've only just begun. And, I, and, and that's the promise that, that living in this COVID world, we've all been hanging onto that promise that, that even if the worst happens and we all have to live in our houses with the people who are already there and we can't go outside and we can't, that, that we will, we've all been believing and praying and whatever that this we could come home again. We could find our lives again and we could live and be happy. And that's, that's exactly what happens in the secret garden. It's exactly, we've been through this dark, dark year. And now, I mean, you know, I'm flowers all over my yard coming up. So it's, it's really, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a crucial time to reenact the promise that people make to each other that things that, that health and healing and love will come again. Well, I think, I think specifically now we've just come through COVID. We've come through the worst epidemic we've ever experienced in our life. Now, in, in the secret garden, they come through cholera and people die and Mary is left alone and she has to go away. And so it really is a story about healing, about coming back to life. And the garden is is the metaphor for coming back to life. Um, and it's, it's done so beautifully. And, and I think that right now we all need to come back to life. We need rebirth so badly. And it, it's a great time to bring the secret garden back. Yeah, I, I agree. It's interesting. I, I, I feel it about family. You know, I'm in a, I'm in a country all on my own without family. And, mm-hmm. and this time has been really challenging. And Secret Garden for me speaks speaks to that. You know, this little girl. I, a, I love that it's a little girl that's the the lead of our story. She's yeah. the center of our universe. I love that because it allows us to see the world through her eyes. You know, that's that's a very powerful way of looking at things. I love the message about family that she's in search for family and she's in search for home. And I love the broken nature of Archie too. You know, he's really lost. Both of these people, there's no way these people are ever going to be together or find each other. And by some miracle, they do. I think it has a very hopeful, I think Secret Garden has a 
very, very hopeful message that if you believe in magic and you believe in the seasons and you believe things will happen, they will happen. And that God yeah. will come through at the end. Colin, little Colin taking his steps, his first steps. So much of that for me was about faith. It was about all those spirits and that little girl believing in that little boy. And then he believed in himself and he could. And that little girl and that little boy, that's all of us. That's oh, all so wonderful. Yeah. I really, I, that, that would be my red carpet answer of why secret garden why now i just think yeah. we, need, we need it we need something to believe in we need something with good morals and good family values and something that's also beautiful and magical I, I think it's a really good i think it's a good time for it um let me jump to my next one so then talking about this production what is there anything that's defined this production is there anything about this particular telling of it that makes it different from all the others it's airborne. Yep. Good. Absolutely airborne. It is. And that's because of you, Warren, because you because you've you've your, your life causing people to jump and leap and fly. And th those things that's we were never ever so off the ground as we are in this in this in your show. And I I think that's the whole key. And of course, it. it Gravity is hard to forget about. So it, so it, so why we didn't have, you know, I'm, you're just brilliant, Warren, and you, oh. and you, that, that come spirit, come charm is the most electrifying thing I ever saw in, in a, in a moment of my, Incredible. you know, when, when I, that I, I, before I could kind of go like, well, that's the idea, but that's not the feeling of it. Mm -hmm. And what you did was put it in the friggin' air. Oh, <laughs> uh, but you know what was interesting is I think I had in my head what you talked about about the inside and the outside because the inside to me feel, feels very buttoned up and yeah. feels dusty and dark and the windows are closed and there's candlelight and as soon as we go outside I can actually feel the I can feel the air around me and all of those characters that are outside Ben and Dickon and eventually Martha. And of course, Mary likes being outside too. It's like, you could feel the air in the room change. And I think that's in the writing. I think the way you constructed it from inside with pressure and you can feel the screws turning to this suddenly this great release. Yeah. I think we all, the cast included, I think we all felt that release. We all just wanted to run around like lunatics. So I think it was, that I think Dick it's- That Dickon dance, the Dickon winters on the wing. Oh my God, that Dick and Dance is spectacular. <laughs> and well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go back to, to um, uh, Come Spirit, Come Charm, because I think the writing of it, I, I felt it should be around. So it just keeps coming around, you know, it, it will come back, it will come back, Come Spirit, Come Charm. And so we, Marsha and I wrote it as a round. And I, I think that worked very well. And I think that you, you um, choreographed it in such a way. Well, you didn't do it as a round, but it just, it just felt right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, you know, one of, the, one of the two organizations that benefits from this streaming is the Dramatist Guild Foundation. And I know that, Marsha, you're really involved with that. So I'd love, even just for two minutes, would you just tell us all about the Dramatist Guild Foundation and the great work that they do? Yes, the Dramatist Guild is so eagerly and happily. Um, the, um, the Andrew Lippa is now the head of the Dramatist Guild Foundation, which is the charitable arm of the Dramatist Guild Fund. 
of, of the dramatist's guilt. Sorry, the dramatist's guilt fund is the, if you want to give money to the dramatist's guild, you give it to the fund. And, and Andrew has raised and given away a million and a half dollars this year um, for playwrights and writers in need. And this is, they did not turn down a single request. Lucy, it's funny. I wrote, I wrote earlier some questions for you, but I, I think you answered them. One of, my, one of my questions you answered, so my question was, what was your way into this material? But the first thing you wrote was, I heard someone crying, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, so then take me through, take me through the next things you wrote and, and, and how, and then also, did you know, did you know immediately how you wanted it to sound? Did you know immediately, like, the Yorkshire? And then the, the did you just, did you just hear a soundscape and you knew exactly what to do? Yeah, I think I did. I think that the Yorkshire people were certainly folk. Um, the, the grown-ups were, were more, um, not operatic, but more art songs. More, and, I, and I used that background um, in, in writing for them. Um, and I don't know, it, it just, it, it comes from, <laughs> it comes from the source, right? But I, and I was just thinking about uh, another song that, that Marsha wrote, which was um, Clusters of Crocus. So I set that just a little bit and I got to the end and I sang, come to my garden. And then I wrote that melody and I gave that to Marsha and Marsha wrote that beautiful melody. And then we added Colin's voice. You know? <laughs> no, we want to do that. So I listened to the Come to My Garden melody over and over again. Didn't even have a, you know, the, the equipment that I have now. But I just listened to it. I sang a melody um, to that and gave it to Marsha. And Marsha wrote that beautiful Lift Me Up. So, you know, that's, that's sort of the way that, that music grew. It, it, was a, it was an evolution, I guess. Here is Sierra Bagas, accompanied by Joseph Falcon on piano and Sarah Seaver on cello, performing Come to My Garden. Thank you. 
thank you for listening to episode two of this special Lucy Simon celebration. Please stay tuned for the rest of the episodes in this five-episode series. Tremendous thanks to our guests Lucy Simon and Marsha Norman and to our episode host, Warren Carlisle. Huge gratitude to Sierra Bagas for her performance of Come to My Garden, and to Joseph Falcon on piano and Summer Bagas on cello. With narration by me, Lucy Boyle. This episode is produced by Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, and Kimberly Garris for the Broadway Podcast Network. Executive producers are Lorraine Boyle and Liz Armstrong. Associate producer is Henny Konisberg. This series is edited by Alan Seals and Dory Berenstein. Thank you to Victoria Traub, Sean Flavin, and Concord Music for their tremendous support and partnership on this very special project. Find out more about Lucy Simon, how to support the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and more ways to listen to this podcast by visiting bpn.fm slash lucysimon. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.